Into the Triangle Podcast, Couch Guy Sports, home of your mediocre Boston Red Sox. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Into the Triangle. iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe us to us. Uh, anywhere else you can find podcasts, listen there. Uh, check out CouchGuySports.com because, you know, we wouldn't exist without that. So check out the website for sure. Al is in the house. I'm here as well. Liam making us sound pretty on the other side, a.k.a. across the fake glass. Um, Liam, I'm, I'm, Liam and Al, I'm a little distracted because we got Game 7 tonight for the Bruins, but we're going to talk through some some Red Sox news. Al, how are you, bud? I'm all right, Jared. I can't complain. Red Sox actually won a game today. You know, it was nice to see. How are you doing is the more important question. Uh, you know, we could be better. It could be worse. I mean, the Bruins are playing for another championship, so yeah. uh, can end the drought here in Boston. But we won't talk hockey. We won't do it. Uh, we're gonna we'll, talk- save it. we'll save it for the end. We'll say for the end, you know, we'll talk about the Red Sox and their mediocre ways. And, you know, I'm kind of up at the point where now I'm leaning towards just believing this team isn't that good. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Uh, Last night, actually, Liam helped me with this, too, on the Legends Lingo podcast. Go give that a follow on iTunes. We were talking about just how this Red Sox team just really isn't that good. They're beating the crappy teams, and then they're losing to the good team. So that makes them literally, as Jared Carabas put it, a meh team. And that's how I feel about them. They're meh. They're they're a mediocre meh team. They 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 beat up people they're supposed to be except for the Texas Rangers apparently, yep. and they they lose to the teams that they were beating all last year to win the championships. The Houston's, the Tampa Bay's, the Yankees. They are a meh team. They are. This is, I think this is what we're stuck with. I really do. Like, and the, the worst part about it is and we're going to touch on this a little later in the show is that the Red Sox team complacent about it. Like Dombrowski's comments about the bullpen, which we'll get to um, just this team, not seem to be firing all cylinders. Do we think it's more of a, a personnel issue or do we just really think it's a more of a, this team's complacent? I think honestly, it's a sense of complacency, but I also think it's just a credit to all the other teams in the MLB that actually got themselves better. I mean, Tampa Bay improved their pitching this year. And then obviously the Yankees went out, they strengthened their bullpen with the signing of Ottavino and their young guys like Urshela and others are stepping up in the absence of Stanton and Gregorius and Judge. And it's just a testament to those teams. I mean, the Red Sox really didn't do anything. They didn't add anybody. They just extended guys that they had, like Nathan Eovaldi. They let go of arguably their better reliever in Joe Kelly, besides Craig Kimbrell. We all know Craig Kimbrell was the best bullpen piece. But And then you didn't bring back Kimbrell, you didn't resign him, and now he's pitching in Chicago, which I bitched about last night. And it's just it's a it's a situation where you don't even want to watch this team because you just don't feel the magic that you did in 2018. But pretty much the same group of guys. Craig Kimbrell is the the tipping point in all of this because I'm not necessarily saying you needed Craig Kimbrell. Like, he went to the Cubs, whatever. They didn't want to pay him. He got three years from Chicago. Like, okay, yeah, whatever. Good for, you, good for you for getting the money. He, he deserved it rightfully so. He waited out, and someone gave it to him because Chicago needed it. They needed – They and granted, the Red Sox do too. But the Red Sox clearly didn't want to pay him. And they, they if they were going to pay him, they would have done it in the first place, and he would have been here all year. Um, and maybe he'd be close to first place. But it's not the fact that you needed Craig Kimbrell in particular. You just need a dude who can lock down the ninth inning. Um, yep. And – before we get to the bullpen, this team to me seems complacent. They seem like they're, you know, okay. You know, they won last year. They are a record-setting team. Yeah, they defied some odds, especially like they won in spite of the bullpen last year. 
Starters came in. Evaldi had his heroics last year. Uh, you know, Chris Sale finished the game instead of Kimbrell. Like they they won in spite of their crappy bullpen. But this year, it just seems like all the top dogs aren't performing like they should be for the most part. Correct. Andy Martinez went over three today in runners in scoring position. This team doesn't seem as willing to compete every single night. And I don't care if you're good or have a good lineup or not. If you're not willing to come to the ballpark and, and be a good team and be competitive and actually bust your ass every night, you're not going to win 108 games. You're not going to be a World Series champion because it doesn't take talent to win. It takes talent that actually is going to try to play baseball to win. Right. And the thing is, too, I mean, we mentioned the bullpen. I mean, if you really think about it, they have 10 blown saves in the year so far without having that closer that you had last year in Craig Kimbrell. And I just looked at the standings. The Red Sox are seven and a half out in the division right now. Even if you just divide that in half. So for you math nerds out there, you divide that by two, and then that gives you five. You oh, win five hilarious. of those 10 games that you have. Yeah, somehow, some way. It's weird, isn't it, Jared? Huh, but, I didn't know that. <laughs> but you win five of those games. You're two and a half out in the division right now. So I think a big part of it has been the bullpen, but you are right. Guys like Martinez and Betts, they're not performing this year. And the fact that they're not performing this year is really scary because if they don't come around and they don't start getting red hot, then we're looking at a team of mediocrity and we're going to be talking about you know trade deadline deals to maybe get rid of a guy like Mookie Betts, which I hope doesn't happen, but we might have to talk about it. And that's really scary to think about. I think if this team hinders, and I, I think we talked about this a little bit last week too, I think if this team hinders around the wild card and stays within that race, they will not sell off anything because one, I think they want to keep Mookie at all costs. I, th- I think they're actually in that boat, but I just don't think they're going to get him to sign until after this year anyway. So I think they're just going to be kind of all in on that point. But this team, I think if you get hot towards the end of the year, even in pl- are playing good baseball at the right time and end up being in the wild card game, I'm not afraid of Tampa. Like if you're actually playing like you should be, you, you win a game against Tampa, you're in the wild card, and now you're in the playoffs. And from there, it's okay. I'm in the playoffs. Now it doesn't matter if I'm playing good baseball. I well, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of Tampa. I'm afraid of Blake Snell. That's what I'm afraid of. Well, that's fair. And that's what you'd see in a wild card game. So, right. But they should be afraid of David Price or Chris Sale. They should Same be. Thing. They're, they they're be. both figuring it out. I would pitch David Price in a one game playoff, but that's just me. Um, you have a point there. I look at this team and go, you know what? I'm okay with a wild card berth as long as they're playing well towards the end of the year. Because if they're playing well August, September, and end up as a wild card team, to me that's fine because you win a wild card game and then you're probably playing the Yankees. And at that point, go beat them. If you're a better team, just go beat them. So that's an obviously a wait and see situation. But what isn't is the bullpen. That needs to get fixed like ASAP, ASAP, or – this is just something that's going to get derailed very quickly. I don't know if you saw these comments. I'm sure you did because you're just as much of a nut as I am. Dave Dombrowski talked and essentially said to the media, the bullpen help is coming from within. We're expecting bullpen help coming from within. Now, what? What do you mean coming from within? Matt Barnes yeah. sucks. Like all these guys suck. And you're what's telling me it's going to – where is it coming from? That's I my know. question. I know. What's amazing too, Jared, is if you take a look back at Jared Krabs' tweets – just because he's very knowledgeable and he is very reputable. The six, seven, eight inning guys of, I think it was Brazier, Walden, Workman, and Barnes, their ERAs were significantly lower in inning six through eight as opposed to inning nine. So you could say that the bullpen's okay as the bridge to the closer, and you had that reverse problem last year where you were trying to figure out who the hell was going to bridge yourself to Kimbrell. But the thing is, 
who in their right mind is going to believe Dave Dombrowski right now when he's saying, oh, yeah, there's going to be help within. Is Stephen Wright going to come back? If Stephen Wright comes back to his 2016 all-star form, then you have a case. Otherwise, do you have a deal in the works? Do you have somebody coming up? Is, you know, Durbin Feltman coming up? I don't think so. So where's it coming from? Please, somebody tell me. Durbin Feltman is not playing well either. He's not He's not like he's lighting it up in Portland. So um, this this is someone that this isn't a this year thing. Unfortunately, I hoped he would be, but uh, he's not doing well at all. Um, he hinted at Stephen Wright as help because, you know, he's coming off the suspension. I can't remember the exact timeline, but he is an intriguing idea. But you, you don't need someone to fill in a long relief role. You need a closer. And you, them hinting at Stephen Wright, them throwing that idea out there, that being even out there in general, tells me, Al, that they're just not serious about getting a closer. because And they think that Matt Barnes legitimately is a closer. Because if they didn't think, if they didn't believe in Matt Barnes as their closer, they wouldn't say Stephen Wright's the solution. No, because they, they in that sense, and in that sense too, if you push Stephen Wright into the bullpen, that means you're pushing Walden, uh, Hambury, all these guys up an inning, not back an inning. You're pushing them in the wrong direction. Uh, yeah, you're it, pitching them closer to the ninth, and that doesn't help anybody. That hurts everybody. Right, and I think something that's interesting too. I think I saw it was actually uh, Lauren Campbell that put it out there that Brian Johnson's going to be starting on Sunday against the Orioles. So could that be a possibility for someone that Dombrowski defines as help from within? Like, are we going to get a spot starter that can also come out of the pen? Like, I don't know. It's it's just so aggravating to think about because we've seen this team now for about 70 games, and it, it just doesn't look like it's going to get any better out of the bullpen unless a deal is made. And frankly, I don't know who's going to be out there really for one, bullpen help. One thing that could be in place too, and, and this is if they want to do it, um, Nathan Avaldi is on his schedule to come back. And if Brian Johnson and Avaldi are both coming back with Stephen Wright along coming off the suspension, you could make an argument to make Avaldi your closer. Yeah, um, yeah, we've heard that one before. And we this actually, is something I don't actually want them to do. And I know nope. uh, Nick Qualley and I have talked about it on Couch Guy Sports Podcast. And he was initially like, oh, it's a great idea. No, no it's not. Nathan Navaldi is no. a starter. He was dominant last year as a starter. Yes, he came in and had heroics. But remember, his heroics were the extra inning game where he pitched like in seven innings. That's a starter. Like, right. not a, a closer doesn't do that. So he's not the answer by any means. The only answer they have is outside of the organization. If they really care about this season at all, and if they're in the hunt come the deadline, which people isn't that far away, ding ding nope. is, isn't so too it, far. It's like a month and a half away. Yep, it's it's almost the end of June here, people. It's not that far. Um, they need to consider doing something to get bullpen help. Um, I'm not going around trading German Feldman. I'm not doing any of that stuff, but like they need some sort of arm. Because this bullpen right now just is is disgusting, and to think that Stephen Wright's the solution is beyond me. Yeah, Stephen Wright's not the solution. There is no solution within. I don't know what he's talking about. I think he's just trying to keep things easy for Red Sox fans, make sure they don't go flying off the handle. But they're still going to fly off the handle because we know. And I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it right now. I think sometimes we know better than Dombrowski because we see the product on the field. Yeah, he's making all the moves, but sometimes. We think that a move should be made. He doesn't think it. And sometimes the fans might actually be right. They might actually have a clue. It's amazing. It doesn't happen often, but it happens. It does. It does. It does. It, that I, I look at this team and I, I, I'm just, it just, it blows my mind that 
they're okay with it. And, and I, we've kind of talked about this almost every week, Al, that we've been together so far with this show, but it just blows my mind how complacent even ownership is and how complacent Dombrowski is in core. I mean, I, I think core isn't as much. I think core is more of just going along with the flow because he doesn't want to sound like off the rail manager year two. Right. But how can you sit there as Alex core even and go Dombrowski? Really? You're still preaching this within crap. Have you seen our guys pitch? We're losing great. Like look at the last even couple of starts. Chris sales, great start the other night, gone out the window because of your bullpen. David price has also had a couple of starts gone because of the bullpen. Even, even Erod has had a couple it's, it, they're blowing quality starts, setting the bullpen up for success. You've had leads where you were up three, nothing two one. Um, typical games that you, you ask your starters to give off to the bullpen that you should be able to close as a championship caliber team, never mind a World Series defending team. Look at la- last year, those games I would never fear. In the beginning of this year, we questioned, is the rotation going to be okay? Blah, blah, blah. They've worked it out. The rotation's been fine. Yeah. I don't care about the starting pitching anymore. They're good. Now I don't trust anyone they hand the ball to at all, for the most part. It's been up and down all year, and it's going to continue that until they find somebody who can close because the tighter the situation, the tighter these guys shrivel up. Yep. They can't handle it. They just can't. Yep. It, it appears to me that, I mean, I don't know if you think the same thing, Al, but they just can't handle pressure situations. The further you move them away from the ninth inning, I think the better these guys will be. I mean, no, you're absolutely right. And they pro- they've proven that. Like I said earlier, the relievers in inning six through eight, when, you know, there's not as much crunch time and everything and not as much pressure, they have one of the better bullpens in the whole MLB. But then when they get to the ninth inning, they have one of the worst bullpens in the MLB. And that's no exaggeration. Actually, I have a little bit of a hypothetical for you, hypothetical question. Do you remember last year when Alex Cora would put, like, pictures of the key moments of each game that they won, yes. like, up on the wall? You remember that, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that, um, that that was almost sort of like a motivational tactic, like, in a sense, and that maybe that because it's kind of outdated, not outdated, but it's not as new, it's not as fresh, that that could have something to do with the motivation factor that we talk about? Maybe. I mean, a little bit. The one thing about the wall last year, it was a really good idea because there was no motivation to this team. And obviously, we all know they weren't really playing for their manager by any means because it was John Farrell. All right. But Cora came in right away and said, every win's important. Let's cherish them and move on. And we're going to fill the – and they gave him the goal. They completed that goal. And now, I'm not saying they need to relive the wall because that was a last year thing. But there's now no – goal these guys don't seem very motivated by repeating as world series champs and i don't get why i don't get why either and it's just the same thing every single year after the red sox won a world series title there's just not that motivation i think the 05 team lost in the first round to the white sox and the alds 08 i think they did end up going to the alcs and i think that's when they lost to the race and david price right if i recall correctly and then and then 2014 was just a dumpster fire so i don't know what it is with boston baseball teams, these Boston Red Sox teams after they win a World Series, but it's just they stay complacent and they just don't want that second ring. And I don't understand it. It's amazing. It, they're just, they want their money. They already have their ring. They're like, okay, let's give it to somebody else. Like, no, light a fire under your ass and actually go get another one. Yeah. Why not? It, it's absolutely ass night. I don't get it. Um, and now this team is final. Thank God they won a game today against the Rangers. Literally, Moogie just got walked. Yeah, on a walk-off walk. Thank you, walk. Thank you, Jesse Chavez, for not knowing where your fastball was going yeah, the whole serious, inning. Seriously. Um, they look to split the series with the Texas Rangers the day after we record this. My oh. Lord, I hate saying that out loud. Um, after losing three out of four to the Tampa Bay Rays. 
like it, it's getting bad. Um, there, there's two other things we're doing tonight, and then we'll we'll, we'll let you guys do for the week. Um, I got a new segment put now on the hot seat tonight, and I'm excited for that. Um, before we get to that, before we get to that, um, we have to talk about David Ortiz because it's just been news everywhere. So David Ortiz was shot up in the Dominican, essentially. Um, there was a lot of conspiracy theories going around. The latest thing is obviously he's okay. We know that now. MGH, Red Sox flew him. Got the plane, flew him back up here. One thing ownership does right every time is stuff like that. Stands by their old players, and Ortiz is a legend, so they have to. Had a second surgery up here. He's doing fine. He, made some, he took some steps today, according to his wife. Um, so that's good. Apparently, it was a hit on Ortiz's life. Yep. According to the most recent reports, it was like an, what was it, eight grand, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, Which, eight grand, 7,800. The numbers have varied, but right around that eight grand range. One, guys, fuck, if you're going to get put a bounty on David Ortiz's head, it's got to be worth more than that, first of all. It's got to be at least in the six digits, if not the seven digits. Like, isn't David Ortiz worth a couple, like six figures at least? Come on. If you're gonna do it right down there in the Dominican, Jeez. Uh, but anyway, Jeez. story aside, who the hell do they think they are? Like, what is this? And you watch that clip, um, Pedro Martinez on MLB Network. Yeah, he um, he came out and basically was talking about Ortiz. He teared up live TV talking about his brother. He means a lot to the Dominican, uh, to baseball, to Pedro and those brothers that he's played with. The fact that somebody in the Dominican, of all places, because this is David Ortiz has put the Dominican on his back. He shows so much pride for that country. The fact that someone put a hit on David Ortiz for, in the Dominican Republic blows my mind. Absolutely asinine. I don't get it. Yeah, it's asinine. But the thing is, the, some of those conspiracy theories you were talking about, I think one of them was that the guy who called for the hit on Ortiz, Ortiz supposedly was having an affair with his wife. Now, obviously, Now, obviously, I don't think that's true. I don't think any part of that is true. But if for some reason it came out later on that it was true, then you know what? But shame on Ortiz for putting himself in that situation. Now, like I said, I don't think that happened. And I think this was just, I don't know why it happened. I don't know why a hit piece was put out on David Ortiz. But you shouldn't be doing that if that is the case. Now, like I said, Ortiz has been great. Like you said, he means so much to Boston, so much to just the whole just New England region for everything that he did in a Red Sox uniform. So it is unfortunate what happened. Thank goodness that he is going to make a full recovery. And there might be a little rumor that David Ortiz tonight might uh, might just have a message for all of Bruins Nation in Game 7. Believe as, you're li- as you're listening to this, you'll know whether or not that's right. Um, look, this whole David Ortiz thing is nuts. I mean, it definitely has brought out some good memories because Twitter's been flooded just with good David Ortiz memories, like bringing him back into the fold, which is nice. Because it's been like the one positive Red Sox thing in my timeline for the last like week and a half, two weeks. So um, that alone is nice, but obviously in terrible circumstances. That being said, obviously we send our best to David Ortiz and the family and um, hope that he does well. And, and hopefully if he goes back to the Dominican, um, this doesn't happen again. It doesn't happen at all. I know the person that went after him was caught, but if there was a bounty on him, then there's got to be someone behind it. So hopefully it doesn't happen again. But thinking David Ortiz might be hanging around the city of Boston for a little bit um, to, to let things die down. But, Al. Yes, sir. You're uh, you're, you're on the hot seat here, pal. <laughs> okay. So, nothing bad. He didn't do anything. So, <laughs> I want okay. to put Al on the hot seat. I want, him to answer, I want him to answer some tough questions for me. With his Red Sox team, life, I don't really care. I got I got some thoughts, and I want, I want Al to pose his wisdom 
as I look at his frozen mugshot on Skype because he's frozen. <laughs> so all I got to look at is his frozen smirk that Al has on my Skype page right For now. For the record, I have not been able to see Jared this whole time. So I can't so, tell whether he's smiling, he's laughing. I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes with him. I have seven situations here that I want. We're going to fire through them. Not going to take long. Okay. We're going to start you off easy. All right. Red Sox mindset right now. Are they, are they win now or actually, no, your thoughts. Screw the Red Sox mindset. I know what they want. Are you win now or are you planning for the future with this Red Sox team? I'm win now with this team. This, this whole core, they're in the prime of their careers. And you know what? You, you have the talent on paper to compete in the American League every year. And you have a chance to win the American League every year. So you know what? Win now. Worry about the repercussions later. And you can build up the farm system later. Go win another title. Love it. All right. In general, not baseball related. Lefties or righties? We talking at the plate, pitching? What are we talking? No, not baseball related. In general, are you a fan of lefties or are you a fan of righties in, in life? In life, righties. Because lefties, they write, it always smudges and stuff all over. I'm just not a fan of that. I can preach to that. I'm a lefty. My hand usually looks like I'm blobbed in black ink. Next question, Red Sox related. Who's your ride or die right now, David Price or Chris Sale? The ride or die, I'm still going Chris Sale. I mean, David Price has had an all-star caliber year. But Chris Sale, especially when he's on, and it looks like his slider's back on too, he's getting righties to look stupid on it again. I'm rolling with Sale, especially in a one-game playoff. Back end of the bullpen. If they don't make a move, assuming they don't, because it doesn't sound very optimistic that they even want to, Matty Barnes or the field to close out games for your 2019 Boston Red Sox? The field. I've Everybody knows if they've listened, I'm not a fan of Barnes, especially when he's off. He looked like he, he was lucky enough today where he was actually on. But when he's off, it's not pretty. Give me a guy like Ryan Brazier. I know that's an unpopular opinion right now. But give me Ryan Brazier, even Brandon Workman. I'll take Brandon Workman in the ninth. I actually like Workman a lot. So give me anybody but Matt Barnes in the ninth. Okay. Uh, question from the past here. A little flash flashback. David Ortiz or Kevin Millar, who would you rather hang out with? Oh, that's tough. That, that, that's a good one. Who would I rather hang out with? Don't you know count what? the socks out. Don't count the socks out yet, Big Al. <laughs> Do not let the socks get hot. Don't anything count the socks Anything out. happens in game seven. Show wins game six, and boom, anything happens. Yep, I can even put you out there. Dan Shaughnessy hitting ninth. You know what? I'm going to go with Kevin Millar. I mean, Ortiz, obviously, icon. We get all that. But Millar just had that personality. He seems like a guy that just has great stories, and you can literally go fishing with or go golfing with, and he'll just have stories for days. So give me Kevin Millar. Okay. And last one. Might cause some controversy here, but mom or dad? <laughs> the ultimate hot seat question. Mom or dad? I'm taking both. I don't care. I'm taking both. I can't pick one or the other. They both mean too much to me. Cop out answer. <laughs> yeah. Mom or dad? 100% cop out. It's Father's Day coming up. So for now, dad. There's the right answer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting my dad a good Father's Day gift tomorrow. So he'll enjoy it. Speaking of that, random thought. Did you see that video on Twitter of the uh, the mass hold dad going to game seven? I, I, saw, I saw it right before we started recording. I was laughing so hard. Great. No Great. way. No way. What? <laughs> Classic video. Massachusetts guy. Classic. And mom and dad of Mr. Big Al, don't let him fool you. He's picking mom. <laughs> All right. Thank God, thank God they're downstairs. We'll leave it there. First edition 
of Al in the hot seat. I got plenty more. We're just going to keep firing him off when I feel like it. So that's, okay. I like that. He's blushing now that his video is back. So I love it. It's good. <laughs> I got him just like I want him. Some tough answers, tough situations. Who knows? Maybe uh, throw Liam under the gun sometime too. Who knows? This will be fun. Hey, got to mix it up. Got to keep fans on their toes. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll let it wrap at that. So recap of the show. Al likes mom better than he likes dad. False. Kyle Jury said it. Uh, Dave Ortiz, legend. Absolute stud. We're with you, buddy. Um, Kevin Millar still wants to be hung out with somebody. Um, and Red Sox bullpen never is going to get better because Dave Nebrowski said the, so- the solution's within the organization. Idiotic. Um, and the Red Sox are just straight up mediocre. Wild card team at best. Not going to relive the World Series. And maybe lose Mookie Betts. Who knows? Hopefully not. All right. But before, now, now, before we end the show, one question. One last question. What? So, Bruins are obviously playing tonight, Game 7, Stanley Cup Finals, St. Louis Blues at the TD Garden. What's your guys' predictions for the game? I got 3-1 Bruins. It's a baseball podcast. Can I say Can I say Reds, uh, Bruins walking off in the ninth? No, you cannot. No, you cannot. That is not possible, Jared. Answer the, answer, answer the question. Uh, Bruins won the Cup. I hope we're all right about this. Bruins win the Cup. They're going to win like 4-1. Um, Blues won't be able to handle the Garden tonight by any means. Liam? I don't know much about hockey, but 4-1, pucks on net, cycle the puck, that whole deal, Bruins. Love it. Pucks in deep, boys. Pucks in deep. Skate, all right. skate, skate. Into the Triangle podcast, definitely a baseball podcast. Um, 100%. For, for, for Couch Guys Sports on Twitter, at Into the Triangle Pod, um, as much as the team might suck, go rate and review subscribe because we don't, and we're pretty good at this whole podcasting thing. So we want you to listen. Get us out there. We want you to have a place to come vent. If you want questions answered, send them us on Twitter. We'll do that too. Um, check out CouchGuysSports.com, the merch store. I'm doing some behind-the-scenes work, revamping some of that stuff. So keep an eye out on the merch store. Go buy stuff. In the meantime, it's still functioning. So definitely go do that. Uh, support the cause. But for now, we'll send you off. Go Bruins. Go Red Sox. Big Al over there. Lifting behind the glass, making us sound beautiful. I am Jared Scally. Talk to you next week. See you guys. The train.